Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Lord, give us revelation of yourself through the teaching of your word. Enlighten our understanding, the eyes of our understanding, that we will behold amazing and wondrous things from your word. Take us into chambers of your word, which no human being can take us. Lord, rain your blessing upon this congregation and those watching and listening all around the world, that your word will come alive, for your word is truth. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Last week, I, I spoke about the Actually, you they titled it The Preeminence of Christ, but actually, I, pref- I would have preferred to use The Super Eminence of Christ. The Super Eminence of Christ. The Preeminence. Paul said, Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 that whatsoever was gained to me, I count them as done. Okay? Philippians chapter 3, right from 7 down, it said, Whatsoever was gained to me, indeed, whatsoever was gained to me, that, that's well, that's well, I have counted as lost. Whatever was gained to me, I, I count this as lost for Christ. Verse 8. Yes, indeed, I also count all things lost for the Excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain him. Verse, I may gain Christ. Verse 9. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. Watch this. There is a certain type of righteousness that comes from the law. What do you mean by the law? Doing, adhering to the do's and don'ts. So if they tell you, don't sit here, you don't sit here, you've done right. It's a form of righteousness. Not spiritually speaking, but physically speaking or socially speaking, don't sit here, you didn't sit. It's righteous. Form of right, right behavior. And now, when it comes to God, God requires righteousness. You can't be walking with God and behave anyhow. And so, there, there's a righteousness that people attempt to get by following the law of God. But when you watch the, the, the commandments that was given, when he gave it to Moses and he read it to the people, he told Moses, after the tabernacle was built, he said, open the tabernacle and put it inside. So the, the law of God, according to Numbers, I think Numbers chapter 17, the law of God was part of the three items that was meant to be put in the Ark of the I said tabernacle. Did I say tabernacle? I mean the Ark of the Covenant. So the Ark of the Covenant had three items. The Aaron's, bad, Aaron's rod which budded, the, the manna, a pot, a pot. The Bible says collect a certain portion of the manna, put it in a pot, and keep it, store it in the Ark of the Covenant. And the third item in the Ark of the Covenant was the tables of the commandments. So the commandments were given, it should have been displayed. 
notice board. This is how you should behave. But no, he said, yes, put it away. Put it inside. It doesn't mean we shouldn't keep it, but it wasn't given for us to keep. Wow. It was given for us to see the standard of God. Because it says that for uh, Romans chapter um, 3, I think 19 and 20, and then 5, the same way, 20 said, now, now, that, uh, uh, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth, why? That every mouth will be stopped. That, watch this, and all the world will become guilty before God. Oh, okay. So the law is actually make you guilty. It's supposed to make you guilty before God. So men will be clapping for you, but you know that they think you are that good. But God knows you are guilty. According to the standard of God. And look at verse 20. Verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, by the law, no flesh will be justified in God's sight. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you can't be doing so much that now you have gained righteousness before God by doing the law. So Bible causes the righteousness according to the law. It's called self-righteousness or the righteousness of the law. The law could not give you righteousness. So Christ came and fulfilled the law and the demands of the law. The righteous demands of the law, Christ fulfilled it all because no human being could fulfill it or can fulfill it outside of Christ. That's why there's only one name given. So he fulfilled, he fulfilled it, and when you get born again, an account is open for you. And the credit of the fulfillment of the law he has made, it is transferred in input, Bible called in, imputed righteousness. So it's inputted into your account. So it's not just that you are saved from your sins, but you actually have a record or an account of righteousness before God. Hey, so Paul says that every, everything that was gained to me, I count as rubbish. Why? He had an agenda. It's like when a, a woman wants to win a man. She, she, she knows how to meet you come early. She knows how to do things the way it must be done. She knows how to, she can discern when you are hungry. Hey. She, she will just, by the time she's coming, she says, oh, I bought you some. Then the man will say, did you know I was hungry? So I, I, and then most men tell me, no woman really understands. You don't know. You marry her, you see. <laughs> no woman really understands me like her. She really gets me because you don't know women. <laughs> wait, wait until she gets you, and you really know whether she gets you or you get her. <laughs> <laughs> she brought me she brought me soup and my favorite soup is uh, or she brought me uh, um, beans stew <laughs> hey! <laughs> so suddenly you are so dazed that this lady, I have, I've always wanted a woman who actually understands me. When she wants to get you, she will understand you. 
You see her soft, but she is the hunter. <laughs> she, she has hunted for your dear life without you realizing it. <laughs> hey! All right. So, how did I even get here? <laughs> so, he said that um, when a woman wants to get a man, that's why uh, he knows what to do. Yes, all the time. You know, she, she knows what to do. It's usually intrinsic. It's in a woman. They know what that man I want is likely to need. He likes evangelism a lot. Let me always initiate it. <laughs> and you are saying that you've always dreamt that you get a woman who loves the things of God. <laughs> They are ordering shirts, they will order one for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I've ordered one for you, don't yeah. worry. We are going, they'll call you early. Let's work, let's go. All right, let's go back to this righteousness. That, so that. <laughs> so, not having my own righteousness. So he said, whatever was gained to me, I counted as that. Why? Because I wanted to gain the righteousness of God in Christ. So suddenly I downgraded and made my gains, my own righteousness and my gains as rubbish. Why? Why are you rubbish in it? People would like to have your kind of righteousness. People, Paul was a good guy, man. Yeah. He said that when it comes to uh, the Pharisees, he was unequaled. He was above his colleagues. When it comes to the law, the Bible says that, uh, in fact, the previous verse, from verse 4, verse 3, somewhere, he said, concerning the law, I was blameless. Yes, he said, circumcised on the eighth day. How about you? Uh, on the, uh, <laughs> of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, and a Pharisee. Go to the next verse, verse 5. Con uh, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is of the law, blameless. <laughs> this is Saul. This is Paul. So the guy was pure. His righteousness was impeccable. When it comes to the law, he was doing everything to a certain extent. The Pharisaic law, or the, even the law of God, how the Jews. So amongst his, peop, uh, his peers, he was, he was ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And so he felt good. And people would pay anything to be as righteous as him. Yeah. Some of you people who don't know you, about, who don't know your struggles, okay. who don't know your last, last four Challenges. They wish they were as Christian as you. Wow. <laughs> so sometimes they come to you and say, I wish I was as strong as you. And you are saying, Oh Lord, help me. <laughs> 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 they say, Because you can read your Bible, that's why. It's, it, it's because you are, you are very, you read your Bible, that's why. So, and they don't know that all throughout that night, they don't know. that boyfriend was on your mind throughout. You've come to stand in church, leading praises, but the whole night you were struggling. Yeah. 
Sister, they don't know that you in the usher's clothes. <laughs> so people will want to give anything for the kind of righteousness you have. But you know that you are incomplete. The only thing that keeps, keeps you going is you looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Shout hallelujah. He said, therefore, seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, hey, I feel like preaching already. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, seeing we are surrounded with this so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside. Tell someone, lay aside. Lay aside. Lay aside. Let us, say, let us lay aside every weight. too much weight around you. You can't can go for a swimming competition with your suit. You can't do that. You're running a race. You can't wear, it's not everything you can wear to run a race. Can you imagine if it goes to get the best and most expensive suit in the world, 50,000 pounds? It, it, best one, 50,000 pounds. I said, no, I want to wear it to run. No, you can't wear suits. You can't wear shoes. You can't wear tuxedo to run a race. So some things, the reason why you are struggling in your Christian life is because you don't want to lay some things aside. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to just enjoy everything and have Christ too. Ah. You've got to lay some things aside. Yeah. Some of you, your church life will continue to fail if you don't lay aside some level of pride. Mm. And you won't have a testimony as a wonderful church member. Wow. Okay. Mm. That testimony may never come in your life because you are struggling with arrogance and pride. Mm. Ah. Mm. Lay aside! Yes, Ushers, when you come in, ushers, everyone is careful because they don't know who will usher you because you are a rolling ball of challenge. My God. My God. <laughs> you are a law to yourself. Mm. Lay aside! Else God can help you! No, but if, if really God really loves me, don't use that kind of emotionalism on God. <laughs> Take responsibility. I feel like preaching. We are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses. The people have won, the, have run their race. They've done a lot just so that you can also do your lot. We are running, running, and they hand over the baton to you. Now you are running a different, different direction. <laughs> Opposite direction. Why? Are you an African government or something? <laughs> they give you the baton. Keep running. Everyone is waiting, cheering you on. The arena is packed. They are watching you, want to cheer you on. Cheer you, run, run. You are not running. Seeing you are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses. Everybody is watching you. Demons are watching you. Angels are watching you. The church is watching you. Those of us who preach to you to be saved, we are watching you. Christians are watching you. Run, run, run. The arena is packed. You are the center of attraction. Everybody's watching you. Seeing we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, because of that, lay aside. Let us lay aside every weight and that sin 
that easily besets you. So easily ensnares you. Satan knows that if you press this button, you get you. Um, is it UGS? UGS. Is it called UGS? The shoe. Alex. UGG. They buy one UGG for you from Australia. Australia. Ox. And so you become available for him again. Because winter is coming. Some of us, it's very easy to be warm, for us to be warm. All they have to do is to give you a small gift. And then you are gone. Small gift. So I paid for a trip to um, France. That's it. You are gone. Your righteousness is a hit. It jumps out of the window because they have given you a gift. I was telling some people yesterday that the kind of gift you receive will determine the kind of woe that can come into your life. Must learn how to turn down some gifts like Peter. Acts 8, 18 said, you and your money perish. You want to offer me gifts? For me to compromise on the Holy Ghost? If you want to last in your Christian work, walk away from certain offers. They are too desperate for certain things. And Satan has a lot, and Satan has got a lot to a lot to offer for you. Yeah. The other time I was teaching about three weeks ago or four weeks, a month ago or so, and I said that everything Satan has got to offer, everything the world has got to offer, that is what naturally we desire. The things that God has got to offer, we don't have a natural taste for it. Does this explain your Christian struggles? So you have to work on developing a taste for the things of God. Church activities help. Fellowship help. Most of you who go to university, if you don't find strong company, your university days will become very, very messy days. That's it. Messy days, because then you realize that you are not that strong. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. All right, let me. I've actually gone very far, but I'll come back. He says that seeing that we are, that's not part of my text. Okay, I'll go back to the supremacy of Christ. Seeing that we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. In other words, don't stop running when you are tired or because you are tired. Most of us have been raised and have been trained to give up when you are tired. Right. You are studying and back on your course. Midway because it's too hard, so you stop it. Ah. <laughs> Think about what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You, can be, you can never become a medical doctor with that attitude. You can never become somebody very significant with that attitude because you give up when you are tired. No, you are not so tiredness does not mean give up. 
all get tired. <laughs> Tiredness is human. So everyone who is tired and gives up is a common person. You can't be any exceptional in life if you give up because you are tired. You are resisting against temptation and now this, this thing is too much. So it doesn't matter. I have to give up. Let's, 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 go to, let's get on with it. <laughs> he said, you have not resisted unto blood. Striving against sin. Hebrews chapter 12. I think verse 3, 4, 5, 6, somewhere there. 3 from verse 4. Hebrews, Hebrews 12, somewhere there. It's 4, yes. Ye have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. So why have you, why have you stopped and said, it's, it's enough. I've tried. God himself understands. But your destiny will punish you. God may understand, but your destiny won't. So, let us run with endurance. Don't be a one who easily gives up, especially when it comes to spiritual things. You have to have this tenacity, this stubborn kind of approach to spiritual things. No human being can rob it from you. Not a bishop, not a pope, not a pastor, not a church member or not a, a, a church worker will take it from you because you are determined that you said, I lay aside my own righteousness that I might gain him. So you have an objective. Your objective is that you can grab Christ. Lay aside every sin that so easily beset us and let us run with endurance. Endurance. So even when you are in church and you feel sleepy, run with endurance. The race that is, watch this, watch this. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before you. As soon as you become born again, Come, sir. Come, sir. Can I use this, please? I'll give it to you. Can I use it? You do join them. And give me your book, please. As soon as... Okay, you sit. The two of you sit down. And then I'll call you to come. So go there. As soon as you become a Christian, watch this. You become a Christian. Race. Set before you. Get ready to pick it. He's become a Christian. Hey, hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Race, step before you. Hey, become a Christian. Race, step before you. As soon as you become a Christian, a race has been set before you. That's why it's called Christian walk. A race is set before you. And he said, now, let us run. And watch this. Everybody's watching you. The crowd. The, is this, this is being, being surrounded. It's a cloud. It's a whole cloud of witnesses. They are watching. So you can't say, oh, me, I'm tired. You have to run. People are watching you. So can you imagine, I said, everybody pick it and go, and then one person, one of them is standing there. Oh, I really don't feel like. The people are watching. We are, come on, we are, we are live. You understand that? So the witnesses are there. So the rest, as soon as you become more, said, let us run with endurance the rest that is set before you. And he began to show us how to run the race. Mm. How are you supposed to run the race? Look at the next verse. Come on. You don't have to look on the track. 
Don't look on the track. Look unto Jesus. No. The Christian race is the only race you run without looking on the track by looking onto something else. Yeah. Wow. 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 Let us run with endurance. The race of sometimes you feel full, you feel like falling. And, and, but you don't look at the track to be discouraged. Keep looking at Jesus. Oh keep looking at Jesus. As long as you keep looking at Jesus, you can keep running. Amen. 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 You, you stop looking at Jesus, that's why you're offended in church. Mm. I thought you wanted to be a powerful woman of God. You remember when you were crying and vowing to God, God, this thing I will save you. Where has all that run away to? You thought, you, anything you set your mind to do, you're able to do it, so you, you bring it on Christianity. No, Christianity is not because you set your mind to do it. Mm. You are able to do the Christian thing because you are looking Amen. Amen. Jesus. Please clap for them, thank you very much. Wow. 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 Looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith, who also, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. And because of that, he sat at the right hand of the throne of God. So Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, that I have anything whatsoever was gained to me, nothing uh, not having my, uh, uh, that I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through, you see, see, there's a righteousness, you can choose which way you want to go. There is a righteousness which comes through the law, or you can go for the righteousness that comes uh, by, by faith in Christ, all right? But the righteousness that comes from the law, it cannot keep you justified in the sight of God. So God can't be impressed by anything you do. What impresses God is the Christ that is set before you, which you are watching and running towards. So stop bragging about, as for me, I I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm always fasting. I'm always in church. I'm always there. It's, it's good as long as it is due to your looking up to Christ. Okay. But if it's due to your ability of me to, you know, you know, some of us are naturally very well managed. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So, in, under certain conditions, certain circumstances and conditions, you, you, you will argue with somebody on the road. Yeah. Hey, who do you think you are? While some of us do, hey, they, 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 you stop your car and say, my friend. <laughs> so if the righteousness has to do with comportment on the road, you will call yourself righteous because naturally you are disposed towards that way. You, are dispo- you have a natural inclination, disposition for to- not misbehaving in public. You, you will never throw yourself at a man. No, no, no. Your mom didn't treat you like that. No, no, you will never do it. So you are in church and you've been in church all your life and you know there are a lot of things you don't do but you have not realized that you're actually not looking up to Jesus. Wow. Mm. Wow. So God is not impressed with you. What you are doing, you are doing it for yourself. Wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. <sighs> Would you believe I have not started my, my actual message? <laughs> so, Paul 
Paul said, let's get to Paul again in the, the same text. Verse 10. Verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being, being conformed to his death. When you start from the verse 7 and the verse 8, he speaks about for the excellence, verse 8, for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. He counts and considers the knowledge of Christ higher than all other things. So he, he came to understand, watch this, the excellence of Christ, the supereminence of Christ, the supreme preciousness of Christ. He came to understand the surpassing worth of Christ. And so he put everything aside and focused on the surpassing worth of Christ, the supreme preciousness of Christ. That is what the Christian life is about. And so when you come to Colossians, he said that he has delivered us from the power of darkness into the Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. He has into the, the kingdom from the power of that and conveyed us into the kingdom of the, of the son of his love. Anything God does for us is because of his love for Christ. I told you. Yes. I told you. Anything that, watch this, of his love. Now, look at the next verse. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood. No, no, watch this. Let me say, this. I, I just have to throw everything in as I get the chance. No religion and no human institution can give you this. Forgiveness of sins. It cannot be found anywhere amongst men. So the best way they can escape their conscience or they can try to pretend it doesn't exist is to say, oh, there are other ways. Or to say, really, sin is not a problem. Why are you talking to me about sin? Because if we bring sin, if we make sin the subject, there's no human remedy and answer to the sin problem. No human remedy. Ask any religion and ask them if they can guarantee forgiveness of sin. No religion can guarantee forgiveness of sin. Islam says that it's God's own prerogative and it's not guaranteed. You may, you may get about 90% of 30% of 50%. We don't know. We don't know. Even our leader said he doesn't know. So we actually are not aware whether he's in heaven or we don't know. We don't know. In Jesus' days on earth, he didn't even have to die on the cross first just to prove that he is God and he has deity. He, they brought this crippled man, Mark chapter 2. Mark, they brought this man crippled and they put him before him. Jesus looked at the man and he said, man, your, chapter 2 verse 4, 5, 6, Mark, said, your sins are forgiven. When Jesus saw their face, he said to the man, son, your sins are forgiven. Go look at the next verse. Verse 6 is the interesting one. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. These are experts of the law, experts of God's book. They were they're the experts. They knew everything about the law. They, watch this, watch this. They were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. 
So that tells you the mind is part of the heart, the human heart. That's another subject. Reasoning in the heart. Okay. They were reasoning in their heart. Verse 7. <laughs> okay. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? The God that cannot forgive sins whilst you are on earth is not the God who forgives sins when you die. He said, who does, the experts knew something that it's only God who forgives sin. He was just trying to let them know God is around. God is here. He was just trying to tell them that I'm God. Because he wasn't ignorant. He knew it. He said, I'm God. I'm forgiving sin. Well, how about that? He was doing it on purpose. So that's why they say he's blaspheming. Yeah. Yeah. No one can, for, can forgive sins but God. Mm. And God can never forgive sins outside of Christ. Mm. Mm. That's what people didn't know. God cannot forgive sins outside of Christ. Wow. So he said, in him, verse 14, in him we have redemption through his blood. Don't mind the ignorant people who tell you that about the death of Jesus didn't matter. No, 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 their blood was necessary for forgiveness of sin, for redemption. Say redemption. Redemption. In whom we have obtained redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin. Ha, now I'm going into it. Who, talking about Jesus, verse 15. Who, him, uh, he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. I am talking about Christ is the supereminent one. It's above all. You can, I said it last week that, that, who do you know Christ to be? Who is Christ? And what is he to you? Your relationship with Christ, who you know him to be and your relationship with Christ. If you get this wrong, you, cannot, you are not a Christian. You cannot get this wrong and have it right with God. It's just fundamental. Who is Christ? And what is your relationship with him? If you get these two questions wrong, you cannot be right with God. So who is Christ? Some of us are born again. We are Christians, and we, are, we know he died for our sins, but we have to. You see, this whole thing is about knowing Christ and be found in him. Mm. <laughs> That's what Paul said, that I might know him and be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Thank you, Lord. We just read it. Yes. Then when you read down, 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 now he talks about uh, forgetting all the things that lie behind me. I press towards the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, Colossians says that in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The next verse. I went there. The, who, uh, he is the image. Christ is the image. Say Christ is the image. Please say it again. The Greek word translated image is icon. And it's pronounced the same in English. But spelled differently by his icon. He's the icon. On your... On your on your phone or something, the icon, it represents them. When you want to see that, Christ is the, ex, the express image of God. According to First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, talks about Christ being the image, image of God, all right? Christ is the image of God. God created us in his image. But Adam, this is very important, Adam 
was, Bible says that, let's make man in our image. So God made Adam in his image. And all that was left for was for Adam to receive the life of God. So then Adam is kind of like a vessel, an image to receive the life of God. Then the whole cycle is completed. But Adam didn't receive the image of God, the, the nature of God. Do you know what he received? He received the nature of the devil inside him. That's why he struggled to please God. Because it's a nature problem. Naturally, you can't please God. You didn't know that? No. Naturally, you can't please God. It's called the old man. Naturally, you can't please God. You don't, you, you don't have what it takes. Do you think I, I have what it takes to get pregnant? I have to put my stomach in. But my stomach looks like slightly, so it, I'm not, I, I don't, I, no man has what it takes to get pregnant. Yes, 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 yes. In the same way, no human being has what it takes to please God. Mm. Okay. Am I communicating? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Oh, it's too much for you. No. <laughs> wow. No man. You don't have what it takes to please God. What your desire is is what Satan has got to offer. Wow. Why do you think we struggle with worldliness? Why do you think you are struggling so much in your flesh? To just sometimes just remain um, clean for one week. It's a major problem. <laughs> one week. It's a long journey. And Satan is cashing in on that and making you always feel guilty. They say, yeah, no. See, if you can look up to Christ, you'll be okay. Um, I had a meeting with uh, missionaries and I was talking to them about how outside of Christ you, 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 are, you can't grasp what God has got to give. The Bible says that the, the um, Moses, that's the Old Testament, was being read week after week in the, in the synagogue but they didn't understand it because a veil covered their face yeah. every time it's, it's read. Second Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 14 down was, it talks about Moses is read every week. The law. The law. They read the law. They read the, 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 the Old Testament in those times. That's the scripture they had. But their minds said, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. When you come into Christ, the veil is removed. So now you be, the Bible begins to make spirit. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Lord. But I'm in, I'm in church, but pastor, when, when I read the Bible, I really don't get it. I, 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 I think you shouldn't be worried about what you are not getting. You should be concerned about the ones you are getting. How to do the ones you are getting is more important, more important than the ones you are not getting. If you can work with the ones you are getting, you'll be fine. You begin to get, Bible says that um, from glory 
to glory. It's a comparing spiritual things with spiritual. It's a which things the Holy Spirit has revealed to us. Comparing, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse, I think, 12 and 13. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So for you to have a grasp of spiritual things, first of all, your platform must be spiritual. Right. Start from where you are. Walk in the spirit. And then that empowers you to be able to appreciate the other things, the deeper things of God. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So what it essentially means is that you have to keep your eye on Christ. Because I just read that verse 14 of um, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, that when they come to Christ, the veil is taken away. Now watch, look at the next verse. Look at the next. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil lies on their heart. So... They, 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 people, Jews, they, they were raised. You, uh, listen, the fact that you are raised in church doesn't mean you know God. Oh. Huh. Your father can be an uh, emeritus of theology. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you know God. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because it is not for man to give to you. And then, secondly, you can be a Christian and you have a stunted revelation or growth in the Lord. Why? Because it always boils down to one thing. Look at it. We put the screen, the verse on the screen again. I want to show you something. Are you interested in this? Yes. Put it on the screen. But until this, until, uh, even to this day, when Moses is read, that when the Old Testament is read, that the Bible is read to them, so long, a veil lies on their heart. Look at the next verse. Look at the next, you like this. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Watch this. You are busy going. The turn. Remember, you have to look. Turn to the Lord. Give God, give Christ your attention. Let Christ be the center. If you can look at Christ, you will see it through Christ. Wow. Wow. Come on, come on. You, so most of us are born again, but you are not turning to the Lord. You are born again, but you are not turning to the Lord. You, you just do your own things. You have to turn. And when you turn to Christ, that word, when he says that for um, run the race that is said before you, looking unto Jesus, the original Greek sounds like looking away from other things unto Jesus. Similar, turn to the Lord. Turn. Some things are said before you. Remember, some things are just on, in, your, in, in, your, in your view. Turn your eyes from that and look unto Jesus. He said, because when you turn and look unto Jesus, suddenly all this Jesus thing begins to make sense. But if you, he said, watch this. I like this, I like this. Nevertheless, say nevertheless. I like the nevertheless in the Bible. Say nevertheless. Some of you are not saying it. You are just looking at me like that. I said, say nevertheless. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the way, the veil is removed. And the next verse says that, and the Lord is the spirit. The Lord is the spirit. Yes. <laughs> you didn't get it. You didn't get it. The Lord is the Spirit. The, the Spirit is not different from the Lord. That's why it's a walk in the Spirit. Turn to the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Then it goes on to say that, watch this. Look at the next verse. We caught it, but we didn't get the statement there. It said, but we all with unveiled, watch, watch this. 
Your face must be unveiled before you continue reading what he says. Wow. Wow. How is the veil removed? Then, so in other words, when we all turn to Jesus, beholding something as in a mirror, we as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed. You can't be transformed if you don't turn to Jesus. We can preach power. We can preach revelations. Said the image there. You see the image of Christ. That's what I'm going. Yeah. We can preach revelations upon revelations until you turn to the Lord. This revelation it will mean squat to you. Come on. Wow. It will make any difference. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. I'm beginning to understand, and as I grow in my pursuit of Jesus Christ, listen. What I'm seeking is not church growth. I'm seeking Christ. I love the things he loves, and I hate the things he hates. We do church work not because we are looking for work to do. We do church work because the love of Christ constrains us. I turn. We have to we have to turn daily. Turn daily. Turn daily. And naturally, your head goes back. So like a spring. You know, the door with the spring in, uh, you know, I don't know how they call it. Yeah. With the spring, when you open it. Especially in Africa, they had, this, it's called mosquito net. <laughs> and it has hinges and a spring. So that just in case you forgot to shut the door, the door will shut by itself. And most, <laughs> most properties here have got door closes at the top. So when you open the door, the door will shut by itself. So its default position is the shut position. Your default position is away from Christ. So you have to always turn, always turn. But pastor, I want to do it, but I don't have the strength to do it because you are not coming to church enough. Yeah. Because you are not reading your Bible enough. Yeah. Because it comes by the strength. When you read your Bible, you get the strength. Yeah. Then your spirit is nourished. When you pray, some of you don't listen to any preaching message. You have, listened, you have watched movies. Uh, now your hair is moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movies upon movies. You are giving to entertainment too much. Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, you, can, you can do a lot of meaningful things in life if you are giving to extreme entertainment. That's true. One of the problems of other certain nations that are giving to entertainment. <laughs> you can see. You can see. You can see the prosperity of the nations. Most of us like entertainment, but you know, UK, you, when we are, it's time for work, we go, everybody, tomorrow morning, you come to Victoria Station, you see people like zombies. So everybody, zombies, everybody, you have to, some of you, you know, you don't look forward to tomorrow morning, but you have to go. You have to go, you don't have a choice, you have to go. And the, the system has been designed that if you don't go, you will lose your house. You can't wear nice wigs. You can't wear those shoes that, you, that make you feel important. You are looking important, but you, something is forcing you to behave a certain way. Do some things, something is driving you. So the, your money, the money you earn is determined, uh, they make the money you earn determine how much you are driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you have to move, 
yourself. So you have to take responsibility. Your relaxation is eroding your peace, future peace away. Entertainment upon entertainment. Sometimes post, put a post on entertainment, get the word of God inside your system. Get the word of God. It's not, it's not every day you have to be listening to music. Oh, I know. Pastor, as for me, it's only gospel music, I, but obviously. What else? I mean, I thought you were a serious Christian. Well, okay, but uh, only gospel music. No, no, no. Sometimes stop the music. Play, play preaching. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but the music too has a message. Music has a message. Hey, 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 message is good. Message is nice. Music. How much message is it in that? In that. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hey! <laughs> is somebody getting something? He, said that he, he says that the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he said, we all, with an unveiled face, with unveiled faces, okay, unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, the, the Lord is the spirit, the glory of the Lord, and it's very interesting, I said the other time, how the Holy Ghost, Bible says in Acts chapter 13, they were all praying, and the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me. But meanwhile, the Bible said they ministered to the Lord. You should have seen the Lord said. But the Holy Spirit said. So the Holy Spirit is the Lord. And the Holy Spirit said, separate unto the Lord. No, separate unto me. I'm the Lord. So the Bible says the Lord is the Spirit. It's very interesting, isn't it? Second Corinthians. We just read it. Isn't you just it's here? Most of us we have we have a nice Bible which, which is never opened. The other time I was talking to a certain Christian brother. And sometimes when I'm having a chat, I just, every now and then, I don't enjoy quoting the scriptures without looking at it. Because you know, there's something about reading. I actually enjoy reading the Bible more than preaching. Yeah. I enjoy it more than preaching. If I read the Bible to you, that's why I get so excited and animated when we read the Bible. Because I just love it. So sometimes I'm having a discussion, a conversation with you. I said, oh, you know, Bible said in Matthew. Okay, open the Bible. So we didn't have a Bible at hand. But everyone has, every one of us practically has a, a, a smartphone. So I asked the brother, okay, but don't you have it? He said, no. I said, ah. <laughs> with the kind of car you drive, you don't have a smartphone. Hey, you don't have a Bible app on your phone. On your phone. But you have every other thing. <laughs> What is on the phone? Some of you have got all kinds of pictures. Hey! Pictures on the hey! My God! Hold my Bible for me. Listen, if you don't have Bible app on your phone, shame. <laughs> A Christian like you. Come on, how? No, if you're not a Christian, don't worry. You're not the one. But you're a Christian. A Christian? How? 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 You don't have a Bible app on your phone? Do you have it on your phone? He said that one. Get it on all of them. Because you don't know which one will run out of battery. 
actually feel like preaching, you know. Get a Bible up. Get a Bible up. And then when you come to church, use your actual Bible. Use your actual Bible, but make sure there's always a Bible at hand. Because you never know when God wants to reveal something to you and you have to go into the text and you don't have any around you. But you're always checking your WhatsApp. You're always checking you're on Instagram. You're on Snapchat. Snapchat. But until you look into the book, you won't see the image of God. We are beholding. I said we all with unveiled face. It's an unveiled field. Beholding us in a glass. Come on. In a mirror. Are being transformed, watch, into the same image. There's an image you will see when, you're, when the veil is taken. There's an image you will see. And then the image is what determines how you are being, what you are being changed into. What you see is what, it, what you are changed into. Are being changed into the same image from glory to glory. Christ, the image of God. Who being the image of the invisible God? Colossians 1.15. Who being the image of the invisible God? Makata. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. Verse 16, I'm about to run up now. I'm running up now. Verse 16, for by him all things were created. By him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible. So you haven't seen your husband, but he's already created, you know. There are things that are created, but you haven't seen them. Visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. We are talking about who is Jesus? By him, all things were created. So yeah, last week I said, who is Jesus? The image of the invisible God. Two, who is Jesus? By him, all things were created. Visible or invisible. Thrones or dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created through him and they were created for him. That's our Jesus. So if all things were created by him or through him, he is a creator. The agent of creation is Jesus. Nothing, nothing exists that came to exist outside of him. Let me go to the verse 70 and run it out. I want to show you something in the verse 70. I thought I could get to verse 20, but I've spoken about too many things. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. All things hold together. Oh, your marriage will fail when it's in Christ. Ah. Ah. No marriage has ever failed in Christ. <laughs> All things consist in him. So the things that are falling apart, apart, maybe you need the cement of Jesus. Put Jesus glue inside it. But let me refine what I said. I said put Jesus glue inside it. That's not the right way of putting it. Put it inside Jesus. Mm. 
because inside him, okay. he must be the sphere inside him. He must be the sphere. Don't try and add him on. Yeah. <laughs> it's other things that are added when you seek first the kingdom of God. It's not God must be added to other things you are seeking. Wow. So you have added God. Okay, now, nowadays I try to go to church at least once a week or once a month. I really find it difficult to understand when, <laughs> how a normal Christian, healthy Christian in his right man, mind will go to church once a month. Unless for extreme professional reasons or other, other unavoidable reasons. So maybe you're a nursing mother or you work at the hospital or just work or health because of health situations. But if everything is okay and you are supposedly a Christian, normal Christian, and you go to church once a month or twice a month, you are not healthy at all. Satan really finds you fun. (laughs) I said, I'm glad you understood what I said. So that tomorrow you can't say you didn't know. Ah, I don't agree with you. No problem. At least you have heard it. (laughs) No problem at all. I am challenging and making an appeal to your Christian conscience. I'm not, I'm not talking to your flesh, you know. I'm, I, want to point, I want to challenge your Christian life. You, you as a Christian, the life of God, the seed of God, the nature of God inside you. I'm making an appeal to the nature of God inside you. So I'm not trying to reason with you. I'm trying to wake you, your spirit up. Uh, is somebody, the place is too quiet for my liking. Oh, I should talk about marriage. <laughs> Christians, there's no way any religion can take over anywhere when Christians are just being normal Christians. It's phony, fake, sleeping Christians, backsliding Christians that are always threatened by other offers and other religions. So some of us, if we don't wake up, God and the generations to come will hold us responsible because it's under our watch. When you were a Christian in your day, that things went down. Because you, you have become a Christian for bread and butter. You are in church because of what you get. The pastor prophesies and jobs are happening. That's why you are in church. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Some of you are in church because you are looking for a wife. Some of you are in church because you are looking for a husband. At least, it's, it's good, it's driving you here. God, 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 at least, it's a starting point. We can start from somewhere, so it's okay. Let's start from somewhere. I'm aware, I'm aware. I'm aware. Listen, I'm aware. I'm aware. Some of you, you, you have vowed from Adam that you won't spend your energy in God. Because you see the church as, oh, they are church. church. Somebody's church. And some of us have a convenient way of putting our feet in, but we are not really in. Mm. Bible said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. <laughs> Whatsoever you sow is the same thing. Ah, brother, you will repeat. Ah! 
this doesn't seem to be a nice message at all. <laughs> Is it a good message? Oh, I have to run up. So, let me ask them. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Jesus. So, he says, I think let me take you to the verse uh, 18. I'm reading Colossians chapter 1, okay? So that Bible says that he's the firstborn of all creations, for in him all things do uh, uh, consist, okay? Things hold together in Christ. Look at verse 18. And he is the head of the body. What's the body? Which body is he talking about? The body of Christ. That, uh, the, the, the church. Who is Jesus? He's the head of the church. Excuse me, no, he's not the queen, okay? He's not the pope. Thank you, sir. But I, I thought we are reading from the Bible. Yeah, we are reading. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Bible says that this is what he says. He that holds the seven, uh, who walks amongst the seven candlesticks. And it said, Revelations 1.20, the candlesticks are the churches. And Jesus Christ walks amongst the seven candlesticks. He walks within the churches. And the Bible says that, and he holds the seven stars in his hands. And he says the stars are the messengers of the church, the leaders of the church. They are in his hands. Okay. Wow. A lying pastor, if he's genuinely a pastor, leave him. Jesus will squeeze him. Amen. <laughs> Jesus will squeeze him. A phony, fake pastor, if he's genuinely a God and he's supposed to be doing God's work and he's peddling it for profit. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. She don't be his judge. Oh, no. Jesus is walking amongst his churches, dressed as a high priest with his belt not on his waist, on his chest. Yes. Golden sash on his church, chest. You put belt on your chest. It's on the way, but Jesus' own is on his chest. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> it's Revelation chapter. It's there in your Bible. Revelation chapter 1 from verse 11 that was said. Anyway, let me. Are you catching something at all? <laughs> so Jesus. Jesus' focus at the moment is building the church. Now watch this. The Bible says he is the head of the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That, that in all things he might have the preeminence. When we come to church, everything we do, our songs, must not be about your breakthrough. Wow. Our praise and worship mustn't be about your enjoyment. Some of the songs we actually sing as praise and worship is actually... No praise and worship. <laughs> There's no element of praise and worship inside it. Yes. No element yes. of honor exalting him. Yes. Everything in the church, he is supposed to have the preeminence, not the pastor. Come on, sir. The pastor must be pointing you to Jesus. Come on, sir. We like, uh, see, we are most, many pastors of our generation. Our type, especially, are competing with celebrities. 
So we, too, we want to look like celebrities within, the, you know, the, the, and then when we, when we come, we know we, we, we ought to have celebrate because most of us don't have anything in our background. So it's the opportunity to also look important. It's, it's, it's like a traffic warden. You know, when a traffic warden is in power, it feels like it's a struggle. It, it, feels, it feels like it thinks it's also a, a policeman, a police officer. He said the Lambeth ones. The Lambeth ones. Must have the preeminence. Excuse me, not our screens. No. That's it. No. Not our setting. Excuse me. Let's not be a backsliding church and take Christ out of the church. Can you imagine? In Revelation chapter three, Bible said he said, "I stand at the door and knock." He's knocking at his own church. They won't let him in. Revelation 3.20, we use it for unbelievers. Yeah. He was writing to the church, read the Bible. Yeah. That letter was yeah. to the church, the church of Laodicea, the church of Laodicea. Yeah. He said, I stand at the, behold, I stand at the door and no, can you let me come into the church? <laughs> it's knocking. He said, Jesus, wait, we are having good time here. We are doing seven days program. We are doing 21 days of fasting. Jesus, wait, Jesus, wait, because Satan must bow. We must collect everything that belongs to us. Jesus, you wait. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we bind you. Satan, we bind you. <laughs> hey! Some of us are seated here. Some of us are seated here and you don't have any interest in what I'm saying. I don't care. Magadashakaya. I'm looking for Jesus. So he will have the preeminence. We must vow at any cost that Christ must have the preeminence. Even if it must be unto death for us, he must have the preeminence. He said, be faithful unto death. We have to be faithful. It is, found, it is required of a steward to be found faithful. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. It is required of a steward to be found faithful. I am I vowed that we have to be faithful. And the only way we can maintain faithfulness by keeping turning to him. Keeping turning to him. Because we don't have it naturally in us. We can't be faithful to God naturally. We have to keep turning to Christ. He must have the preeminence. I think next week, remind me, I want to go into the new creation. He said, for you are chosen generation. Sorry, he said, um, you, anyone, if any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he said, I'm going to that, and I'm going to show you how the the, um, the, the church, the, the constituent element and the nature of the church, the nature, the inward, the, the intrinsic constituent of the church is the new man. Anything outside of the new man is not the church. And I'm going to take my time to explain why Christ has the preeminence and why we are the sons of God. God's, God's eternal desire and plan was to work himself into a corporate sonship. Oh. 
is to work himself into a corporate sonship. God has, that's his eternal plan. So that he'll work himself into a corporate divine sonship. That's always been his, his eternal plan. That's why the Bible even called Adam, Adam the son of God. Because God's eternal plan is to work. That's why he says that for, you know my favorite scripture for the past one month or so, for those he foreknew. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image. Say image. Ah, you see the image. Say image. Who is Christ? He's the image of invisible God. And those God foreloved, he has also predestined that we will be conformed into the image of his son. That that Christ or he, Christ, might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Image. So you see, until you know who Christ is, it's going to be a problem. He's the image, and we are now being cloned into the image. Can you imagine Galatians chapter 4 verse 19? Paul, he was writing to Christian. He said, my children, of whom I labor for a travail in, until Christ be formed in you. What do you think a Christian life is about? Christ must be constituted in you. Say, the purpose of every preaching is to make sure Christ is being dispensed into his people. That's the purpose of Christian preaching. Christian preaching is to, to, for the dispensation of Christ. In other words, Christ is being dispensed into his people. Christ is not to educate you. No, wow, wow. It's to feed you. Yes. He said, until you eat me, you don't have life. I'm the bread of life. We have been created to feed. Peter, do you love me more than this? Feed, come on, feed my sheep. Church leader's job is to feed. We can do other organizational activities, but our fundamental responsibility, our fundamental job, that is why I said the elders that labor, uh, let the elders be counted worthy of double honor. Especially. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Study to show yourself approved. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. A, 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 study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word, the word of truth. The word. You don't have any business in the pulpit if you can't teach the word to point to Christ. You don't have any business. Wow. Yeah, you can cast out devils. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you can prophesy. That's okay. You can do other things. A lot of people can do that. Yeah. Yeah, they can do that. But the fundamental responsibility of a man of God, what, eh, what makes you a man of God? Your man of Godship is predicated on your ability to dispense Christ. That in the church, he might have the preeminence. Come on. Uh, the way you are looking at me like that. <laughs> I just don't have a choice but to end. Wow. Oh. 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 
Next Sunday, by God's grace, I will take it from there, but I will prefer to go more into sonship and the creation. He said, the new man. I will talk more about the new man. The new man. Put on the new man. Hallelujah. The new man. Created in Christ Jesus. Circumcision doesn't matter. Uncircumcision doesn't matter. But what matters is Christ in all. He said, you are the sons of God in Abraham. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, the Christ, Abba Father, Abba Father. We love Jesus. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, God has spoken to me today and I want to start a new walk in Jesus to run the race that is set before me. I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want to start afresh with Jesus. This is very personal. It's between you and God. It's so personal that you do not have to give anybody the privilege and the right to interfere with it by virtue of what you think they'll think about you. It doesn't matter. But you want to say, Pastor, I need you to pray with me because this day, this afternoon, I've heard the voice of God and I want to make it right with Jesus. I want to invite him into my heart so I can start a new work with him. I want to start a new work with him. And if that is your genuine prayer, please lift up your right hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to start a new work with Jesus. Lift it up high. Don't feel shy. It's personal. It's personal. Lift it up. Lift it up. It's personal. Now, maybe you have done that before, but you have backslided, and your relationship with Jesus is all-time low. You have backslided. Things are not good. And you know God can spill you out of his mouth because your life your work with Christ is bad. But now you want to turn to Jesus. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You want to recommit your Jesus. Lift you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Lift it up. Lift it up. It's personal. Lift it up. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to start afresh with Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to take a step. I want to turn to Jesus. I, no, I can't do it in my strength. That's why I keep failing. But this afternoon, I've heard the voice of God. I know God is speaking to me. I can't pretend about it I cannot pretend don't give up on yourself God hasn't given up on you just take a step of faith in obedience Bible says that we have been given apostleship for the obedience of faith obedience God counts obedience and your step of faith to make a difference for you God bless you I am God was telling me that somebody is trying to say, but the person doesn't know. God was telling me the person is talking to the person, but for some reason, the person's heart has been hardened and he's trying to talk to the person. I know it. I am a child. Amen. Please, God bless you. Please lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. I want you to pray from your, from your heart and make it your personal prayer. As you do that, turn to Jesus in your heart and look up to Jesus. Say this after me, this words after me, we can all join. Say this way, say, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I've sinned against you, but I believe that you died on the cross to save me from my sins. Today, I've heard your word and I repent from my sins. I invite you into my heart to be my Lord and my savior. 
I make a commitment that I'll serve you. I'll work with you. I'll always turn to you. I'll always look unto you. Thank you, Lord, for this great thing you have done for me. I appreciate you, and I will never let you go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for our precious brethren who have heard your voice, heard your word, and have taken a step of obedience in line with what they have heard. I pray for them that, Lord, they'll be strong in you. I pray for them for grace that they'll keep looking up to you, looking unto you, turning to you for any veil and every veil to remain removed. Father, I thank you. Help them to grow in you. Help them to do exploits in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Wow. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.